0: Hallelujah. All right. Um, so we've been, we've embarked upon this uh, study of whether or not you need the Holy Spirit to be holy, you know, it uh, came about from a lesson I did called the experiment, whereby I asked the question, do you need the Holy Spirit to be holy? That was the question and the answer was, no, you don't. And that flared up some, you know, um, some folks ruffled some tail feathers and, you know, and uh, from that, here it is. We have this little mini series going on the Rock Aqua Dash. And so, you know, reason being is because it's like imperative that one understands how they receive the Rural Cockroaches because if you don't understand how you receive the Rural Cockroaches, you're not going to, you're going to likewise not know how you lose the Rural Cockroaches. And so that is of immense importance. All right? You know, um, and then, you know, all the stuff in between, you know, you're also going to be confused about you know, um, such as how do you receive Uraq and, you know, and, um, you know, what, you know, what things need to be done and, you know, if you haven't received them, what things might you need to do and, you know, and, uh, how do you know if you receive them even and so on and so forth. Right. You know, so, uh, we're going to jump in to part three of this series and, um, uh, last we were speaking about the role of the, the holy spirit you know uh in in his people in Yah's people as well as in the earth you know so last week we learned that ruach kopdesh is promised to all of Israel as well as the gentiles you know Yah didn't leave anyone out amen you know additionally we learned how we're to receive ruach kopdesh even by repentance and baptism but we also learned just because you just because you had learned, yeah, just because you had learned, I don't know, I got lost. Uh, <laughs> okay, just because you have repented and be bat- and have been baptized doesn't mean that you automatically have that. You know, and some people tend to think like that. You know, like, well, I, I repented. You know, I confessed with my mouth, I have in my heart, I was baptized, I have real cockerades, right? Mm-hmm. You know, um, no, it, it, it's not automatic like that. You know, um, so just because we repented and been baptized doesn't necessarily mean that you automatically have real cockerades living within. In fact, you you may need you may need to ask for him to be sent. You know um or even have have someone lay hands on you you know that he'll be sent you know we also spoke about receiving him being memorable so if you have him you will definitely know when you acquired him amen you know that you know you know that you would know now we also learned that ruach hakodesh deals with folks differently for instance he reserves certain gifts for the Ecclesia or church that is the fivefold ministry i.e. the apostles prophets evangelists pastors and teachers whose job it is to edify the body of messiah you know it just um you know it, it, it just only makes sense you know that he would equip you know his Ecclesia to do the job that he has called them to do amen you know but just because one isn't called um, to be one of these doesn't mean they don't have Ruach Hakodesh, nor does it mean they don't get a gift. You know, you do not have to be called as um, a part of the ecclesia to have been unreceived Ruach Hakodesh, you know, and, you know, you don't have to have, uh um, you know, all of the gifts, you know, you know, as evidence that you have. Unbeknownst to most Christians, Uh, within the body of Yahshua, you have two classes of people, you know, in the body of Yahshua. Uh, That is the general assembly and the ecclesia or church, you know, um, referred to in Hebrews 12, 23 as the church of the firstborn. So when we read Hebrews 12, 23, it says to the general assembly and church of the firstborn, which are written in heaven and to Elohim, The judge of all and to the spirits of just men made perfect, you know. And so we see that this is addressed to two classes of people the general assembly and the ecclesia of the firstborn. Mm. Amen. You know, so uh, now I'll have you know, this is no different from the way that Yah set Israel of Oda. You know, they also had two classes of people that is, the Levites. And the General Assembly, which was made up of Israel as a whole, you know, and so this very same setup, y'all, is not doing anything new, you know. Now, Ruach Hakodesh will equip each person for the job they've been given of Elohim, but how is one to know which one they are? For many think that they're called to be um, a part of the Eglisia. And, and and vice versa you know so how do you know if you actually work or you weren't, you know um you know because this can get you in trouble amen mm-hmm. you know and so galatians 6 3 through 5 give us give us some um some indication let me have my first reader read galatians 6 3 through 5 for if a man think himself to be something, when he is nothing, he deceiveth himself. And let every man prove his own work, and then shall he have rejoicing in himself alone and not in another. For every man shall bear his own burden. Hallelujah. So Galatians 6, 3 tells us, if a man think himself to be something, when he is nothing, he deceiveth himself. Now, we don't want to deceive ourselves. You know so he tells us in verse 4 but let every man prove his own work so one way of testing or proving one's work is by putting it through the word you know um the word will set you straight you know it will always get you back on track um consider first corinthians 3 13 it says every man's work shall be made manifest for the day uh, for the day shall declare it because it shall be revealed by fire and the fire shall try every man's work, what sort it is. Then we have Yami Yahu 2329 which says, is not my word like as a fire, say of Yahuwah, and like a hammer that break up the rock in pieces. You know, so here it is. We can try every man's work by the word, which it is as a fire. Because in the end of the day, every man's work is going to be tried by fire anyhow. Amen. And so, you know, if you think that you are um, called to be a part of the ecclesia, then run your works through the word, filter it through the word. You know, if the word contested in any area or aspect, you know, then you have your answer. And if the word doesn't contest it, you have your answer. Amen. You know, but remember from the story of Apollo's last week, how we learned that just because one's works are good doesn't necessarily mean um, they have real Haqodesh abiding within them. You know, so, you know, yeah, you could be have a call on your life and you could be exercising that call and your works may be good but that still doesn't necessarily mean you have ruak everybody still with me Allie. you know so that's not you know just because you have a call on your life and you answered that call and you you ran those that that call the works of your call through the word and you found out it to be so that still doesn't mean that you have ruak you know and so We saw an example of this in the story of Apollo's last week, you know, Apollo's, you know, actually it spoke of him being mighty in Ruach, you know, for, for uh, the Adonai. And he didn't even have Ruach Mm Haqqadex. Yes, he had a Ruach of Elohim, but he didn't have Ruach Haqqadex, you know, and yes, he was doing a mighty work, but he didn't have Ruach Haqqadex. So you can have the call and you can answer the call and you can be operating within the call and not have Ruach coquadex. Amen. Everybody, everybody, see that everybody still with me? Amen. You know, so how can we know? There is a way that we can know. You know, so we have a way to prove whether or not our works are of uh, Elohim, and we have a way to know as to whether or not we have Ruach Coquadex. And it's found in Matthew 7, 15 through 20. Let me have my next reader read Matthew Matthew, 7, verses 15 through 20, please. Beware of false prophets which come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ravening wolves. You shall know them by their fruits. Do men gather grapes of thorns or figs of thistles? Even so, every good tree bringeth forth good fruit, but a corrupt tree bringeth forth evil fruit. A good tree cannot Bring forth evil fruit, neither can a corrupt tree bring forth good fruit. Every tree that bringeth not forth good fruit is hewn down and cast into the fire. Wherefore by their fruits ye shall know them. Hallelujah. So hereby we can know if one truly has raw cockadash, because they will have the fruit of the cockesh. You know, Yahshua teaches that ye shall know them by their fruits. He says that even so every good tree bringeth forth good fruit, you know. Now take note that he didn't say, even so, every good tree bringeth forth good works. Because you can have good works without having good fruit. Amen. Anybody with me? You can have good works without having good fruit, you can do good things. But even, you can even do good things for the wrong reasons. Amen? You know, so just because someone has good works, just because they do, in fact, have a call on their life, you know, and they're doing good works in their works, you know, uh, when filtered through the word, you know, uh, acknowledges that they have a call on their life, does not mean that they have Ruach HaKodesh. And if they don't have Ruach HaKodesh, they're none of messiahs. Say a lot. So they need to have a call on their life and they need to have the fruit of the, of the Ruach HaKodesh. Amen. And this is how we're to know them. By their fruits. So now the question becomes, what are the good fruits? And everybody should know exactly where i'm going yeah. you know <clears throat> we don't went over this about you know a million yeah. times if ruach hakodesh is residing within someone you can rest assured he'll manifest his fruit um and his fruit within them um that should be within them are found in galatians 5 22 through 24. my next reader please but the fruit of the ruach is love Joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, and faith. Meekness, temperance, against such there is no law. And there, and they that are messiahs have crucified the flesh with the affections and lust. Hallelujah. All right, so these are the fruit of the Ruach. So therefore, it's safe to say. That you or someone you're following have, if um, you, know, so, um, you or someone you following have Ruach Hakodesh abiding within them, they also have His fruit. And if they belong to Yahushua Hamashiach, they will have crucified the flesh with the affections and lust thereof. And if not, then you have to question as to whether or not they are messiahs. Anybody still with me? Did I, did I lose somebody? You know because verse 24 says, and they that are Mashiachs have crucified the flesh with the affections and lusts. Amen. You know, so you know, if we're dealing <clears throat> with someone who has rakakwadesh, you know, they should have the fruit, they should have love, joy, peace, long suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, and temperance, and they should have crucified the flesh with the affections and lusts thereof. Amen? You know, now, these are the things that stem from the Ruach. So folks have the Ruach, they will have these things. You know, and if not, then you have to question, no matter how much you may like them, no matter how much you may, you know, admire the works that they do, if they have not Ruach Hakodesh, they have not the seal of Elohim. Mm-hmm. They have not Ruach Hakodesh. They are none of messiahs. Mm-hmm. Okay, now that you should now that you should know that Ruach Hakodesh is offered to all, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and that we obtain him via repentance, bat, and, um, baptism, and if need be, prayer and the laying on of hands. That, that just because we have him abiding within doesn't mean we're automatically gifted with everything where our dash has to offer. So just because we do have him abiding in doesn't mean we ha- we get all nine gifts. Amen? You know, and so that's something to, uh, that's something to consider, you know. And just because we have him residing in doesn't make you ecclesia either doesn't mean that you were called to pastor or or, um, or or to be a teacher or an evangelist or an apostle or a prophet you know it doesn't mean that you have a call on your life you know um to be part of the ecclesia and just because you have a call on your life to be a part of the ecclesia doesn't mean that you automatically have Ruach aquadesh you know but oftentimes these things are all lumped together you know and that is what brings about grave error you know so what does it mean um so what does it mean um what it does mean is that he will manifest uh, i'm sorry what it does mean is is that uh he will manifest his fruit within us and help us to crucify our flesh with the affections and lusts thereof if we truly have the HaKodesh, you know it means that his fruit will eventually manifest itself in us and he will help us to crucify our flesh with the affections and loves um, thereof. You know, this is why we're called to mortify our members daily. Amen. Amen. You know, uh, it's the Ruach that leads us and assists us in doing that. But here's something we must consider. Let's say someone has been gifted with a call. And or gift of Ruach HaKodesh. Do you know that one doesn't necessarily have to utilize their gifts and mm-hmm. or calling to profit uh, the body of Yahushua and his kingdom? Yes, this is the reason they were given. And yes, they should utilize the gifts and the callings of Elohim for his, for his purposes. But it's left up to their discretion. They do not have to do it. They have a choice. You understand? Yeah. You know, they do not, because they they receive the gift, don't mean they have to use it. You know, just someone may have received the gift of um, interpretation of tongues. Don't mean they have to use it. Now, doesn't mean they shouldn't use it, but they don't have to. Don't mean that they probably should use it. But they don't have to, you understand? Yeah. You know, um, so just because one has received a gift, you know, some people receive the gift of tongues and they never speak in tongues again. Just because you received a gift, don't mean you have to utilize it. You know, um, it's a gift. You do with it what as as you please. You know, once once someone's gifted you something, it becomes yours, right? You know, and that's the, that's the whole point, um, you know, of a gift. You know, Yah is not an Indian giver. You know, once he gives you something, it is yours. And you get to do with it as you please. This is why we read in Romans eleven twenty nine. it says, For the gifts and calling of Elohim are without repentance. Did you get that? The gifts and calling. Now, those are two different things. A lot of people lump them together as well. Mm -hmm. But it's a difference between one's call and one's gift. Amen? The gifts and calling of Elohim are without repentance. You know, once Yah has given it to you, it's yours. You do with it as you will. Now, what you should do is what he's given it to you to do. Amen? If he's given it to you, he gave it to you for a purpose, and that purpose is to benefit him and his, not you and yours. Selah. Mm -hmm. Consider Numbers 23, 19 and 20 says, Elohim is not a man that he should lie, neither the son of man that he should repent. Have he said and shall he not do it? Or have he spoken and shall he not make it good? Behold, I have received commandment to bless, and he hath blessed, and I cannot reverse it. Mm -hmm. Now, this was Balaam, you know, who had the gift of um prophecy. And so he was he was being hired to curse Israel, but Yah said, no, you go over there, I want you to say exactly what I want you to say. You say anything outside of what I want you to say, I'm gonna get you. He, he didn't quite say it like that but <laughs> but uh but yeah that's how he meant it though you know <laughs> and so you know balaam didn't cross that line he said exactly what y'all wanted him to say even though it was the di- direct opposite had the direct opposite effect of what the guy who was hiring them <laughs> wanted him to do and so this is what he's saying in verse 20 you know he says, I have received commandment to bless so i had to bless and he says you know he have blessed and i cannot reverse it you know so yeah he he used that gift you know for the benefit of elohim now he didn't have to though and that's what i want you to to see and understand you know he did so and he was doing rightly he was staying within you know the will of elohim You know and he did rightly but for those of us who know the story of Balaam we also know that later on he chose not to do the will of Mm Elohim amen and we know you know it cost him his life amen Mm -hmm. you know so suffice that to say you know the gifts are yours the gifts and the callings once you receive them they are yours so you see, once you you um you have a gift and or calling of Elohim, you're free to choose how to utilize it. But you're not free to choose the consequences thereof. So yeah, you get a you get an opportunity to choose how you want to do what you want to do with what Yah has given you, because once he's given it to you, it's yours, but you do not get to choose the consequences for going against his will. Even as Balaam didn't get to choose the consequence, his consequences for going against Yah's will, because I'm pretty sure he wouldn't have chose death. Amen. Amen. You know, so say lie that not. Now that said, even though one can utilize their calling and or gift of ruach hakodesh as they see fit, they cannot. I repeat, they cannot utilize ruach hakodesh as they see fit lest they find themselves guilty of grieving and even quenching Ruach HaKodesh. Let us consider Ephesians four thirty through 32. My next reader, please. Grieve not Ruach HaKodesh of Elohim, whereby ye are sealed unto the day of redemption. Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice. And be ye kind one to another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as Elohim, for Messiah's sake, hath forgiven you. Hallelujah. All right, so we see in Ephesians 4.30, it says, And grieve not, Ruach HaKodesh of Elohim, whereby ye are sealed. You don't want to break your seal. Amen. So we don't want to grieve Ruach HaKodesh. What does it mean to grieve? You know we need to understand this to make certain that we don't do it right so this word grieve in the greek is lupeo number 3076 it means to distress don't stress the ruach that out there's a lot of people that's good at stressing folks out <laughs> do not stress ruach that out what is this what do you mean to distress it to cause to be sorry mm-hmm. you know don't make ruach that sorry that he came to live with you <coughs> amen amen So you see, uh, from verses 31 and 32, we learned that it's via bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor. You know, that was interesting. I I was reading through this lesson, (laughs) I came to this word clamor. And this word clamor means to be loud. Hmm. It means to be loud, to be loud talking. Amen. You know, um, and and then then we came to evil speaking which means, you know, to be speaking harshly of. You know, so, you know, we're, we're actually saying, you know, we're actually being told that when you when you speak loud and harshly, that this is one of the things that grieve we're our cockroaches. Mm. How about that? Now, when you add that with wrath and anger, you can see a picture, can't you? Can't you see a picture in that? You know, when you have Ruach HaKodesh living in you, you have to be careful as to how ye act. Because the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace. long suffering. You know, now that goes against wrath, anger, clamor, and evil speaking, does it not? So you don't want to grieve Ruach hakodesh, Because if you continue to grieve the Ruach hakodesh time and time again, you run the risk of quenching Ruach hakodesh. Hence we read in 1 Thessalonians 5.19, it says quench not the Ruach. Well, what is this word? Quench, what does it mean? The Greek word being translated as quench is a so ben is number 4570 in the Strongs, and it speaks to extinguish, i.e. to make extinct. Mm-hmm. You can make the Ruach HaKodesh extinct from within you. You can cause Ruach HaKhodesh to be extinguished in your life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you can do so by grieving him. Because you want to be wrathful and angry, talk loud, and harshly. This will grieve the Ruach. And if he become grieved enough, he will leave. You will extinguish him. This is huge, right? Yeah. You know, this is what happened to King Saul. So let's revisit the story of King Saul that we might learn how we're not act. Amen? Yes. All right. So we'll start off with 1 Samuel 10. 9. Let me have my next reader read 1 Samuel 10. 9. And it was so that when he had turned his back to go from Samuel, Elohim gave him another heart, and all those signs came to pass that day. And when they came thither to the hill, beyond a com- companion, company of prophets met him. And the ruach of Elohim came upon him, and he prophesied among them. All right, all right. King Saul was in the pocket right here. says, hereby we see Yahuwah. We see Yahuwah had called Saul to be king. Can you see that? There was a calling on Saul's life. That calling was to be king. And it says, and caused the ruach of Elohim to come upon him, which in turn gifted Saul with the gift of prophecy. For we see, and he prophesied among them. Amen. So here it is. We see someone receiving the ruach of Elohim and being gifted with the gift of prophecy. And it goes on to say, you know, he prophesied in so much that the people around, the people around the villages, had began to say, "It's all among the prophets." Amen. That's what the words say, right? So hereby we see a picture of Saul being, you know, receiving Ruach, the Ruach of Elohim and being gifted the gift of prophecy. Now let us go to 1 Samuel 16, 14, and 15. My next reader, please. But the Ruach of Yahuwah departed from Saul and the evil spirit from Yahweh troubled him. And Saul's servant said unto him, Behold now evil spirit from Yah troubles trouble with thee hallelujah mm-hmm. all right so it says but the rock of Yahuwah departed from Saul so we had grand opening now we have a grand closing amen you know so this is this is important because this we do not want this to be us amen you know we do not want to want this to, to be us so we need to understand this you know, so it says the Ruach of Yahuwah departed from Saul. So hereby we see the Ruach of Elohim left King Saul, but why? The answer is found in First Samuel 15, 10 and 11. It says, then the word of Yahuwah, that's what we are, we got to pause there. You know, I love seeing this in scripture. You know, it says, then came the word of Yahuwah unto Samuel, saying, who's the word of Yahuwah? Sure. Yahshua sure, right come on somebody yep. verse 11 goes on to say it repent of me mm. Woo! it's the word of Yahuwah speaking mm. he says it repent of me that I have set up Saul to be king mm. for he has turned back from following me mm. and have not performed my commandments and it grieved Samuel and he cried unto Yahuwah all night mm. hallelujah This word repentive Is nakam, number 5162 And it means To be sorry Now wait a minute Hold on Stop the presses Nakam means to be sorry Right? I heard that before somewhere Oh, to grieve Lupeo It meant to cause to be sorry Can you not see that King Saul caused the word of Yahuwah to be sorry, to be grieved. So from first, 1 from first Samuel 15, 10, and 11, we learned that the word of Yahuwah was grieved, i.e. made sorry. And, you know, lest you then believe the audience, you know, concerning who the word of Yahuwah is, let us consider Yohanan 1 1. It says, in the beginning was the word, the word was with Elohim, and the word was Elohim and if we jump down to verses 14 through 17 it tells us and the word was made flesh and dwelt among us and we beheld his glory the glory as of the only begotten of the father full of grace and truth yokanam bear witness of him and cried saying this was he of whom i spake he that cometh after me is preferred before me for he was before me and of his fullness have we received and grace for grace for the law was unto moshe but grace and truth came by Yahushua Mashiach. From this, I pray that you can see that it was Yahushua Mashiach who was speaking to Samuel in 1 Samuel 15, 10 and 11. It was he who was grieved. Amen? You know, so we we have to be able to, we have to be able to see that it was he who, who was grieved. Now understand, now that we understand who was speaking, let us greatly consider this matter. For it's the very same entity, the very same entity, i.e. the word of Yahuwah, that is Yahshua, um, who has sent us Ruach HaKodesh, which has likewise called us to offices and given us spiritual gifts, even as he had called King Saul when he called him to the office of king and gifted Saul with the gift of prophecy. Can't you see it's the exact same thing? I pray that you can see that this is the same thing. Now consider how scripture says in Ephesians 4:30, and grieve not Ruach HaKodesh of Elohim, whereby ye are sealed unto the day of redemption. And if you go through and, and consider those things that will grieve Ruachakwadesh, such as the uh the wrath and the anger and the clamor and and the uh and the speaking. The speaking um the speaking evil communication we find that actually those things Saul was doing was he not mm-hmm. you know Saul was doing these things hence we find that Yahshua was grieved but then we read in first um Samuel 11 they repent of me that I have set up Saul for he is turned back from following me. He has he turned back from following me and have not performed my commandments. And it grieved Samuel, and he cried unto Yahuwah all night. Can ye see that because Saul turned back from following the word of Yahuwah, that is, because Saul turned back from following Yahushua. By not performing his commandments, that Yahushua became grieved and removed his ruach from King Saul. Is that not clear? That should be abundantly clear. Amen? It don't get much clearer than this in Scripture. Now consider that even as Yahuwah doesn't change, as we read in Malachi 3.6, that Yahushua doesn't either. For we read in Hebrews 13 5 through 8 it says let your conversation be without uh covetousness and be content with such things as ye have for he have said i will never leave thee nor forsake thee,' so that we may boldly say that adonai is my helper and i will not fear what man shall do unto me remember them that have the, the rule over you who have spoken unto you the word of elohim whose faith follow considering the end of their conversation Yahushua Mashiach, the same yesterday, and today, and forever. So we see Yahushua does not change, amen? We see that he does not change. You know, he, just like his father, Yahuwah, he don't change. He's the same. Now, I want to address something. You know, we see in Hebrews thirteen five that says, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. No, Ruach HaKodesh will never leave thee nor forsake thee as long as thee do what thee supposed to do. Amen? Amen. Yeah. Nevertheless, if ye grieve him by turning from following Yahushua and not performing his commandments, he would do the same to you as he did to King Saul, because he is the same yesterday and today and forever. Amen. Yep. You know, and just to validate this, let us consider Yochanan 15, 5 through 7. He says, I am the vine, ye are the branches. He that abideth in me, and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit. For without me, ye can do nothing. Without Yahushua, we don't get Ruach Hakudesh. Without Ruach HaKodesh, we don't get any fruit. Amen. Verse six, if a man abide not in me, he is cast forth as a branch and is withered and men gather them and cast them into the fire and they are burned. Now, this is what we came here for now. Pay attention. If ye abide in me and my words abide in you, ye shall ask what ye will and it shall be done unto you. So we have to abide in him and to abide in him, his words have to abide in us. His word speaks to his commandments, words, and sayings. Amen. You know, let us um, um, continue verse 9 and 10. It says, as the Father hath loved me, so have I loved you. Continue in my love. If ye keep my commandments, ye shall abide in my love, even as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. If you do not keep the commandments of Yahushua, you are not abiding in his love, and if you are not abiding in his love, then you do not have his ruach ha and you are none of his, and you will not bear fruit. Everybody still with me? Yeah, I know that's a fun word to hear, right? Let us consider Yokana 14, 21 through 24, that backs this up. You know, um, as a second witness, it says, "He that have my commandments and keepeth them, he it is that loveth me." Woo! That was so good. I'm gonna read it again. He that have my commandments and keep of them, he it is that loveth me. So <laughs> love me. And he that loveth me shall be loved of my Father, and I will love him and manifest myself to him. yahuda saith unto him, "Not a of I. How is it that thou will manifest thyself unto us and not unto the world? And Yahushua answered and said unto him, If a man love me, he will keep my words. You can't get around it. You can't get around keeping Yahshua's commandments, words, and sayings. And it's it's, it's shameful because most people never don't even know what they are. He goes on to say, and My father will love him, and we will come unto him and make our abode with him. He that loveth me not keep of not my sins. And the word which ye he hear is not mine, but the father's which sin. Can you, did you hear that? You know, so it should be clear that if we do not keep Yahushua's commandments, words and sayings that we don't love him, will not abide in his love and thereby will be cast into the fire and burned. And will most certainly quench, i.e. extinguish, his Ruach HaKodesh, even as King Saul did. Mm -hmm. I pray everybody can see that. You know, this is hugely important. That said, recall now how even even though King Saul had lost the Ruach of Elohim, he didn't lose his call to be king over Israel, but it, um, you know, and so this is important because you know, as as uh, what was that Romans eleven twenty nine said, you know, the call and the gifts are given without repentance, and if you don't understand this, if you don't get this, you know, you you it's, it's going to be easy for you to be led astray because this is this plays a huge part. You have to understand that you know so you know let us let us see you know this is um you know evidence of this this is first Samuel 18 10 through 11 now remember back in first Samuel uh 16 where is it at did I pass it um I'm looking for first uh, no I'm looking for first Samuel 16 yeah. Okay, 1st Samuel 16, 14, that's when the Ruach left Saul, right? So back in chapter 16, that's when the Ruach of Yahuwah departed from Saul, right? Yeah. You know, so now I, I want I to show you that because now we're in verse 18. So showing that this is already after the Spirit left Saul, right? Yeah. Now it says, And it came to pass on the morrow that the evil spirit from Elohim came upon Saul and he prophesied in the midst of the house. And David played with his hand as at other times, and there was a javelin in Saul's hand. And Saul cast the javelin for he said, I will smite David even to the wall with it. And David avoided out of his presence twice. So hereby we see evidence that even though one loses the ruach of Elohim, they likewise don't lose their gift, nor do they lose their call of Elohim. They are given without repentance. When Saul, when the Ruach left Saul, he did not cease to be king, did he? He still had his call on his life, and he still operated within that call. He was still king. Amen? He went on being king, even though he did not have The uh, Ruach of Elohim. And he continued being king for several years afterwards. And hereby we see that even though he did not have uh, the Ruach of Elohim, the good spirit, he still had the gift to prophesy. Mm. He still had to get the gift to prophesy. Here it is, he's still prophesying, prophesying in the midst of the house. Amen.
1: You know, and there's
0: there's even other places where he prophesied too, you know, outside of this one, you know, after he didn't have uh, the good spirit of uh, the rock of Elohim. So he didn't lose his call and he didn't lose his gift. You know, now, an interesting point to make though is we never told him him using his gift on his own. Say lie. You know. Uh, now, now we should greatly consider how many people have received. Many people have received ruach hakodesh and grieved and quenched. That is extinguished ruach hakodesh. By not following Yahshua and keeping his commandments. And this is very sad. This is very sad. You know. But we have to. We have to do this. We have to consider how many people have received Ruach HaKodesh. And grieved and quenched. That is extinguished Ruach HaKodesh. By not following Yahushua and keeping his commandments. We know that Yahushua said, you know, pick up your torture stake and follow me. Did he not? Oh, really? So let us consider. One of the main reasons Yah sent um here on the earth was to um uh, was to to do repro- reproving. You know, one of the main reasons he sent them here is to reprove the world. We find this in John 16, 7, and 8. It says, nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is expedient for you that I go away. For if I go not away, the comforter will not come unto you. But if I depart, I will send him unto you. And when he has come, he will reprove the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment. Now, this word reprove is a link home. Number 1651 it means to confute to prove to be wrong or in error. Mm-hmm. This is one of the primary reasons Yah says reveal concordex into the world mm-hmm. is to reprove the world of sin and righteousness and judgment to prove them to be wrong or in error. Mm-hmm. So we learn that this is one of the reasons he was sent, to reprove worldly men and women of sin, righteousness, and judgment. He will seek to reprove thee, but unfortunately many would-be saints refuse his reproving, even in the face of evidence, due to the fact that the truth is oftentimes stranger than fiction, and due to the fact that Many times, you know, people who have received Ruach Hakodesh don't have the understanding that they can still be in error. Mm. And they don't understand that when the truth come to them, that, you know, that could be Ruach HaKaddesh trying to prove them wrong or prove them in error and they don't want to receive it. Mm. They refuse to receive it. Oftentimes, Ruach Hakodesh come to people and is trying desperately to prove them to be wrong or in error. And they reject the truth. They reject the proving. This is why we see Hosea 4.6. It says, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Because thou hast rejected knowledge, I will also reject thee, that thou should be no priest to me, seeing thou hast forgotten the Torah of thy Elohim. I will also forget thy children. Now, you have to, you have to understand this. You have to get this, you know, because the Ruach, he does try to reprove yah's people. He does try to reprove when you become worldly. The Ruach will try to reprove thee, Mm. you know. Just, just as you know, he did with Saul. He didn't. He didn't. uh, He didn't take his spirit from Saul the first time he messed up? No, he didn't. You know, he tried to reprove him. But he wouldn't listen. But if you reject knowledge, Yahweh will also reject thee. That thou should be no priest to me. You may say, well, Pastor O'Donnell, I'm not a priest anyway. Once Ruach Haquadosh enters into thee, you become The house of Elohim. You become the temple of Elohim. Is that not what scripture teaches? If you're the temple of Elohim, whose job is it to keep that temple clean and whole? If that's not you, I don't know who it is. And if that's not you, you won't be the house of Elohim for long. Say lie. Now consider this, Matthew 7, 21 through 23. It says, not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord shall enter into the kingdom of heaven, but he that doeth the will of my father, which is in heaven. Everybody need to get that. Everybody need to get this one. You need to get this one through your skulls because you are not going to live like a happy heathen, running around, not doing the will of the father, And think you're going to walk into the kingdom of heaven. It's not going to happen. It's just not going to happen. Matthew 7, 22. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name? And in thy name cast out devils, and in thy name done many wonderful works. And then will I profess unto them, I never knew you. Depart from me, ye that work in me. Now, this word iniquity is adikia, number 458. It means illegality, violation of the law. These people whom he's speaking to were violating his commandments. Can you see that? They were violating his commandments. And in violating his commandments, it separated them from him. Hence, he didn't know him. You know, now I want you to consider that these people were saying that they prophesied in his name. They had, they had the gift of prophecy. Greatest of the gifts. And in thy name have cast out devils. And in thy name have done many wonderful works. Can you not see that these are people who had a call on their life? Can you not see that these people had a call on their life? These are the people that was meant to be the clergy, that was meant to be the ecclesia. They're going around casting out devils. They prophesying in his name. They're doing all these wonderful works because they've received all these wonderful gifts from Ruach Hakodesh. Only thing, Ruach Hakodesh got quenched a long time ago. Yet they were left with the calling and the gift. These are those who received Ruach HaKodesh. They received offices and, and gifts from them, but they never performed Yahshua's commandments. They never performed the commandments of Elohim and thereby grieved and quenched Ruach HaKodesh. Therefore, they were left with their offices and gifts, but no Ruach HaKodesh and no Ruach HaKodesh, you're none of his. Do you get that? This is crucial to understand, and this is why you see what you see going on now today. You know, this is why you see this quasi ecclesia in 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 place, and many, many, many of y'all sheep following behind, and they're they're just like what Yahshua called the Pharisees, Sadducees and the scribes, they're whited sepulchers. They're full of dead men's bones because mm. they have not the Ruach, HaKodesh, that quicken them, that bringeth life. Hence they're not of the living, they're of the dead. They're not of the light, they're of the darkness. Because his commandments, His words, his sings, they bring of light. And they don't have it. They're not doing it. They're they're straying away from it. So they're in darkness. I pray that you can see this. This is a sad state of affairs. And it's because folks don't understand Ruach Kakradesh. They don't understand how he operates. They don't understand how to receive him. You know you receive him by being holy that's why he's called the holy spirit because he's not going to come unless you're holy mm-hmm. and you can be made holy moment momentarily you know by just <clears throat> believing in yahshua but then you have to follow him you, know, you have to keep his commandments otherwise you will grieve where our copper and you will quench him mm-hmm. that's all i have for today prayer was a blessing yeah.